It's a Friday afternoon. October in Wales, but you wouldn't think so. High clouds scudding in from the west and plenty of sunshine. The last shreds of summer, and never mind the falling leaves. I'm in a patrol car with a PC Adrian Condon, on the way back from a wasted five hours going house to house in Rumney. We'd been trying to find anyone who could tell us about a street fight that injured one female bystander and two men, one of whom is in hospital with a fractured skull. We got nothing useful, but hadn't expected to. Our bosses hadn't expected us to. It was one of those box-ticking things. You do it because you have to. We're in end-of-shift mode, talking shop, thinking about the weekend, when Condon's radio squawks. Instant called in in Kinkoid, something to do with illegal rubbish found during a house clearance. Condon looks at me. We could duck this one, or we could be good little soldiers. I shrug. I don't care. Illegal rubbish in Kinkoid? What I came into policing for? Condon shrugs as well. He's already swinging the car around as I reach for the radio. The dispatcher gives us an address on the Rue de Penne I rode up by the reservoir. Not the sort of address that generally gives us trouble. It's a place of clipped privet, tidy front gardens and net curtains. Bungalows and china dogs. We're there in ten minutes. A big blue van, doors banging open in the wind, marks the target. Condon whirls the car into the vacant scrap of driveway, parks under a bare branch cherry tree. We get out. Condon's in uniform, and I'm not. And he's a man, which I'm not. So although I'm technically the senior officer, it's him the house clearance guys defer to as they pull off their gloves and shake hands with those big, masculine grips. I don't care. Just stand back and watch the clouds scud. Illegal rubbish. How tough can the assignment be? I hear fragments only. Bungalow belonged to an old lady, died two months back, next of kin in Australia, blah, blah. The blue van is piled with old lady furniture. Curved mahogany legs, green velour trim. Beige cushions with pale gold tassels. I can't see more because of the van door still banging in the wind. Condon moves off toward the garage with the clearance guys. I follow. The garage door is raised and there's a skip in front of it half full. Old garden junk, gummed up paint pots, bristleless brooms, a spidery fold-out deck chair. Inside, the garage is half cleared, half full. Teak garden furniture. The sort that's good enough you store it indoors over winter and in bad weather. Take outside when it's warm. And there's a chest freezer. Capacious. As big as two bathtubs. The sort of thing that nice little old ladies who live with their net curtains and china dogs up by the Llanishan Reservoir fill with stewed apple compots in autumn and bits of lamb when it's on sale at the local butcher. Of course, there hasn't been any power here for a month or two, so the packaged lamb and stewed apples aren't as good as they were. A wheelie bin stinking, holds the first layer of bags excavated from the freezer. A pile of plastic-wrapped packages lies on the ground, the greyish-yellow colour of meat turned bad, and condensation dripping from the inside of each bag. That's not what catches the eye, though. What catches the eye lies in front of the lamb and the pork belly on the concrete floor. A polythene bag more than a metre long, more meat turning bad, the same yellowy-grey, same condensation, 
same smell. Only this meat looks a hell of a lot like a human leg. That, plus it's wearing a high-heeled shoe. Condon sees it a moment before I do, and, like a good copper, he knows he needs to puke outside, keep the crime scene tidy. Me, I don't puke at corpses. As Condon is decorating the flower bed, I approach the bag, feeling the flesh through the thick polythene. It feels like old, cold steak. I squat down by the dead girl, keeping her company, letting the peace flow out of the bag and into me. Condon and the clearance guys are silhouettes moving in the garage doorway. With my hand still on the girl's thigh, I call the office. Trianon Watkins, the only D.I. I know to be on duty. I give her the gist.